remember your stories with a kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go. This is Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser, and this year's podcast series is about sharing your story. So with that in mind, I'd like to share a two-part workshop I recently did for members of Be Bold You. Cindy Lou Miller was kind enough to agree to let me share the workshop for free with you. But if you're looking for a journal to write in this year, get one of her journals today on her Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash be bold you. That's B-E-B-O-L-D-Y-O-U. Welcome, welcome. Have you ever wondered if journaling is really worth it? Does your journal make you calm, help you communicate better, and spark your creative juices when you read it? Does it make you smile? What? You don't have a journal? Oh no! Guess what? Our guest today is going to help you. If you want to journal and you have no idea what to journal about, She's going to be giving us some tips and some training and I think some prompts and possibly some eyes. I would love to introduce you to my guest who's going to introduce herself a bit more. My guest is Christy Bridges. Please welcome and tell the people who are listening a little bit more about you. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, Cindy Lou, I enjoyed this assignment. You were one of the first of three people to ask me about journaling last month. So I sat down on Christmas Eve with some eggnog and a stack of old journals. And I had fun. So today I want to help your listeners, people you kind of understand how you can make a journal fun. So often we use journals for venting or making lists of things. And they're not anything we want to go back and read again, right? What is your favorite thing that you've discovered in an old journal? Has there ever been a time when you've gone back and read something and you went, I loved that? I actually, it wouldn't be stuff that I've written, but stuff that my mom's written. My mom is an avid journaler. So I actually really look forward to the day I would go back and read some things. And I don't remember that. <laughs> Did that really happen? Are you sure about that? But I'm looking yeah. forward to the day that we'll have that pile of journals and she's no longer around. She's still here. So I don't have them yet. But one day I'm sure those pile of journals will become ours to bruise through or peruse through. Yeah. That is so cool because that's actually one of the things that I want to talk about, um, which I know is a little intimidating to some people, but it doesn't have to be. Journals can be such a legacy that you leave behind. So today I'm going to talk about googly eyes. Okay. <clears throat> but not yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, come on, do it with me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We vent in our journals. We, you know, pour out the things that we're not quite ready to say yet. But honestly, it's not hard at all for us to remember hard times or painful moments. I'm 49 now, and I still remember the day that I was 23, and I was walking the 
track around Lake Hollingsworth in Central Florida. Somebody drove by and yelled, you're fat. Well, geez, dude, that's why I'm walking. So I still would remember that. But if it weren't for my journals, I'd forget the good people, the really neat moments like the googly eye guy. I'm going to read you a journal entry. Uh, March 3rd, 2000. Yeah. No, you're not going to do it quite yet. <laughs> Hold on. Yes. Okay, yes. People, no, please. There may be people watching uh, who are listening who uh -huh. have never met you and don't know, like, who you are, where you're from, and they may not even know me. So we should probably do that, and then we can go back to Google you know, I just assume everybody knows me. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. So uh, what would you like to know about me? Where do you live? Sure. So I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Where did we meet? We met actually online through a wonderful friend named Kim White, who was doing our entrepreneur group. And then we got to meet in person in Texas. But one of these days, we will meet in New Zealand when I come there which is where I live. <laughs> so my name is Cindy Lou. I'm the founder of Be Bold You. I wrote a couple of chapters in one of Christy's books, which I didn't bring in here. I should have had it in here, Option Ocean. She probably has one somewhere there. Um, yeah. And so when I started this membership, which we'll talk about more at the end, about Be Bold You and discovering yourself one of the first things that you want to do is figure out where you're at now and one of the best ways to do that is through journaling so this is not going to be the normal back and forth where I do a full interview I'm gonna hand it over to Christy now and she's gonna go back into her story of googly eyes and take us on down the journey and do some training for us on uh, prompts and things like that so I will be back. I'm going to solo myself or solo her up so that she can be there and help you all with what you need. And then Christy, when you need me again, ask me, or if there's something that I'm just like, I'm going to talk about it. I'm just going to jump yeah. on back in and you'll see my face pop up and you'll know I have a question. All right. I love that about you. Have Cindy fun. Lou, right? Cindy Lou is the one who keeps me on track and I appreciate that. Uh, making things happen in order because you know being bold is a confidence thing but it really helps to be organized so that you can be confident be bold thank you so i actually am the owner of one moment wiser and i've written a couple of books well several books but a couple of devotional books in a series of 31 day devotionals. The first was Wisdom Better Than Wishing, and the second was the one that Cindy Lou was part of called Option Ocean, Navigating the Sea of Possibility. And I have a copy around here somewhere, I'll bring it out later. But working with Cindy Lou, um, it was so fun because we have such a common spirit. And I've been really enjoying the people that you've brought on to your Be Bold You series. Everybody that I've watched on your Be Bold You page has had, you know, not just great personalities, but real truth and, and useful things to share. So I love that. So back to googly eyes. The idea is that your journal 
shouldn't just be a place for you know your sorrows your journal should be a place that keeps you creative and a place that holds some good memories so that if you happen to pass on those journals like Cindy Lou's mom is going to one day the people who read them get a full picture of the kind of person you are now you know a little more private than you probably want to share today while you're still around, but that's okay. So March 3rd, 2018, I'll read you this journal entry. I was in Walmart with Laura and the 60-ish black man said, is that red hair your natural color? On the inside, I replied. Well, I'd like to give you something, he said, because it's so pretty on you. He handed me a little plastic ring with a set of eyes whose pupils roll around in their sockets. And as I put it on, he said with a playful smile, the googly eyes of God are upon you. <laughs> I laughed the rest of the night over that. But pretty soon I had forgotten that. So reading it again on Christmas Eve just gave me a whole new grin. When you say journal, some people imagine some misty-eyed sap filling page after page with unrequited love, longing, and woe. Well, you know, a journal is a great place to work out those thoughts and avoid embarrassing ourselves. A great place to avoid having to speak your mind every time someone bugs you. Having a place to fuss and pray privately and save my marriage more than once. But when I was a newlywed, I found myself journaling just when I was mad or sad. And one day I read what I'd written and I thought, if anybody reads this after I'm dead, they're gonna think that girl was a grouch. So I began intentionally logging stories like googly eyes or like this one Saturday morning when my husband and I were joking around. So 11-2-2012, Richard said he was gonna throw me out with the trash. Who would feed you, I asked. If I turn into compost, will you eat what grows from my toes? He promised he'd bring me in and dust me off before it got that far. Well, I'd love to tell you that that's all I put in my trusty journal. That with the help of this trusty journal, I say all the right things to my husband, plan my year to the minute, meet my goals, and spend at least an hour in deep prayer and stay gleeful all the time. I'd love to tell you that, but in my 1993 journal, I vowed not to lie anymore. Journaling is my secret, though, to not acting like a maniac around my husband, ending each day and year with a smile and gratitude, and being kind to myself, staying on track and connecting with God. So I'm gonna give you some opportunities during our talk today, and here's one of them. If you're watching or listening, even if it's a replay, I'd like to know whether you use your journal for A, venting, B, prayer, C, gratitude, D, goal setting, or E, getting creative. So I know that's a lot. I'm going to put that in the comments here. And I really do want to hear from you, whether you're watching right now or if you're catching this on replay. Oh, and I see a couple people are watching right now. Oh, hi, Uncle Paul. Hi, Cassandra. Oh, 
<laughs> I love you guys. So tell us, what do you use your journal for? Venting, prayer, gratitude, goal setting, or getting creative? I'll give you a minute. Now you know, if you're not doing any of those things in these thirsty pages, you're missing out. You don't have to write every day. I go for weeks without writing in my journal sometimes because I'm too busy doing other things. But your journal is the Swiss army knife for your life. Ah, Cindy Lou uses it for gratitude, goal setting, and getting creative. Rock on, Cindy Lou. I love that Swiss army knife for your life. <laughs> How fun is that? So tell me more about that. Sure. Well, there are so many things that you can get from journaling. Uh, first of all, if anybody is watching going, I don't have time for one more thing. Well, the easy, easiest tool you can use from your journal is that pick me up. Just a five minute exercise, even less if you write fast. And when I was going through a really low time, this five-minute exercise pulled me out of a funk completely. And it's kept me moving forward, even on the days when I just don't want to do any work. One Moment Wiser will be right back. So when I'm tired, I get stressed. I feel like I haven't done enough. I'll never accomplish my dreams. I'm a waste of humanity. I know this isn't true, but it's how I feel. And so it's hard to settle down and rest when I see time vanishing before my eyes. So the five-minute trick that I use is at the end of the day, I'll write one thing that I'm grateful for and one thing I'm proud of myself for, have, for having done, just one little accomplishment. Doesn't matter if I reposted an ad or if I wrote an entire presentation, I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to want to write that one thing. And so even on lazy days, I make sure to do something. That keeps my inner bully from being able to beat me up because I have a track record of accomplishments, big and small. And I have a whole journal full of things I'm grateful for. I know a lady who her husband passed away and she was alone and she was in a funk for a while with no feeling of purpose and she started writing that one thing a day that she was grateful for and she is such a joy to be around it's only been a few months but her attitude is so different everybody wants to be near her gratitude Just, is amazing it really is Yep, Cassandra uses her journal for all of the above. And you know, I can see it, girl, because you are productive. Oh, my goodness. So in the comments, we've got some of the things that we use journaling for. Um, I know one of the major things is quieting the chaos. You may have heard about how handwriting. Now, you know, I journal voice to text and by hand and on my computer, but there's something about handwriting that helps relieve stress. And 
So if you can't sleep, you can't think straight, you can't shut off your brain, then you can journal to quiet that chaos. It's ridiculous how a situation at work or a tiff for the friend will just send these emotional racquetballs pinging against your skulls. So Cindy Lou, when you are going through a stressful time and your brain just keeps circling around it, what do you do? When I'm going through a stressful time and my brain keeps circling around it, that is exactly the time that I will write down what is it I'm feeling, what is it that I am going through. And what I'm looking for is where did I start thinking the way that I'm thinking now? Because normally when I'm in that stressful cycle, there's some belief that's got me spinning. And I will literally say, why am I feeling this way? And then I'll journal about like, why am I feeling this way? And stuff will come out, whether I'm journaling verbally or journaling with writing. It will come out and all of a sudden I'll go, I didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know I believed that. And it gives me that opportunity to shift a belief. Because mm. if you don't know what the belief is, you can't shift it. That's right. And sometimes it's hard to recognize until we force those chaotic thoughts to funnel one at a time out of our pen. Make them go single file out the door, basically. So a couple of years ago, my closest friend and I went through a misunderstanding. She'd moved away and our communication had kind of devolved to where we were just sending a couple of texts here and there. And so we had a misunderstanding, which you can do by text easily. Then we just stopped communicating altogether. And in the silence, I was having constant arguments inside my head, justifying myself to myself. When I would try to think of anything else, these emotional half sentences, which is zing behind the scenes like a swarm of oncoming hornets, and it was exhausting. So I forced those words one at a time onto a piece of paper. It took several pages, you know, depending on what you're saying, you might want to burn the pages when you're done, but making them move out that way slows them down and puts you back in control. So a couple of things I want to say about that. We can be dramatic on those pages, but we want to tell the truth. So refuse to lie. If you go with, she always, and he never, and I wish they would just drop dead, well, that's, that's not productive. I know a man who found his wife's journal, and the things she said about him were so dehumanizing that they're divorced now. But you can be honest. You might say, she sounded so smug when she said that, I wanted to smack her. Or, I feel like the dirty sock fairy. He throws them down, and I whisk them away. Own your feelings and fears in the process. I'm worried, frustrated, mad, scared, because I don't want to end up where it feels like we're heading. And if you're really freaked out, I love what you guys were talking about, finding where that unbelief is coming. Cassandra, you're exactly right. Finding where um, you know, the, the fear is, where the unbelief is, um, where you got derailed. But you can play in order to find that. Sometimes we have to play what's the worst that can happen. So maybe the bills are more than your paycheck. We'll write about the potential catastrophe you're imagining and then ask, 
Well, if that happened, then what would I do? Pray and do one thing that you can log as your daily accomplishment. You have power in those situations. So we're just getting to the good stuff. Before we continue, I want to tell you that today we want to help you have that power. So Cindy Lou has published actually three journals. Yep. And I've written a PDF with some exercises you can use those journaling techniques about in her journal um, using my PDF to guide you. So you have to buy her journal, but the PDF is free. And you have one that's joy and one, what would, tell me the titles of your journals. Um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then the mm -hmm. other one is love is. And I'm basically going through the um, nine fruits of the spirit for this first bunch of journals. The first journal that I put out, which is um, a pictorial, some of my photography in there and some great things is all about how to stand firm, how to stand strong and yeah, it just walks you through some scriptures. Um, I don't remember where they are. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So that's all right, because we can get a link out. But um, in the PDF that we're attaching to this discussion, there's a section and it's entitled Journal to Quell Anxiety. So one of the steps in that section that you can use in one of Cindy uh, Lou's journals is you need to state, I have experienced tough times in the past and I am different today because of this. So in the comments, even if you're replaying this episode, write away that you're different today than you were the last time you went through a trial in your life. Are you more resilient? Are you stronger? Are you more sensitive, more forgiving, more educated or more experienced? Well, how are you different? We'd like to celebrate that with you. Yeah, I'm definitely more self-aware than I ever was. When I started using the journal in a specific way, mm -hmm. that was what changed it. It was like, oh. And I know everybody uses journals different, and that was one reason I wanted to have you come on, was to talk about the different ways you can use it, because if somebody's new to journaling, or if they've done journaling for a while and it's just feeling old, then they can shift it and journal a different way. That's right. It's about taking ownership of your life. A journal is the, the great place to begin. And we've been going over, you know, the basic things that, that you would use a journal for and ways to shift. If you've gotten yourself into a rut, ways to shift that use so that you're really finding the things out about yourself that give you power. And, and finding, you know, pulling out those little pieces that make you feel powerless, right? So instead of um, the, the rants that are untruthful, saying what the real truth is. Sunny Lou, you've talked about, you know, figuring out where mentally you're, you, you've got fear, you've got unbelief, and so that you can reroute that. And I bet you use words of affirmation in your journal, too, or scriptures that remind you that God is our source and the other people in our lives are not, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the book, the journals that I've written, I've taken um, quotes of the day. So those are scriptures, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, 
and then give you space to write kind of you can talk you know write about that or something else and then I will do one that is kind of my thoughts mm -hmm. about a topic I'm trying to find one now here yeah joy becomes an ever-increasing treasure when it's shared with others and that's oh. written by me so I write all through here I have alternating scriptures or a quote by someone or by me so fantastic you know I actually put a lot of quotes in the journals you know the totally blank journals that I have kept because I'll be reading a book or hearing a speaker and they inspire me I want to save that quote for later we'll talk about that in a little bit but that's a great everything uh, to have already in your journal that just keeps you wanting to go back and pick up that that paper friend hey Cheryl I was gonna say look who's here I know I love it if you've enjoyed this podcast check out onemomentwiser.com for books blogs and two-minute devotional videos which will help you live wisely in every aspect of life See you next time on One Moment Wiser.